To my younger self, what's your story? To my younger self. 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 What's your story? And good morning, good morning. It is so good to see you. It is Tuesday, August 2nd already. Can you believe that? We thank the Lord. We are excited to be here. I am very, very excited to be here today. You're going to see why in a few minutes. I'm going to try to be a very, very good hostess today and not fangirl too much, okay? <laughs> I promise I'm going to try, but no guarantees, okay? Good morning to everyone that is here already. I see you. I see you. Let us see who is here uh, for uh, just a few minutes. Let's see who is here. Wow. Wow. You are great today, Juliet. Good morning. And I know you just had a birthday. Fancy, fancy woman. It is so good to see you. Oh my goodness. It takes a lot to bring big guns out like this. Abakato under my beautiful sister and friend. I see you. Thank you for joining us. Yuto Clue, I see you. Thank you for joining us. Who is here? Who is here? Please say hello to me in your local dialect. I want to hear from you. As we are Africans, we like to greet each other. When we see each other on the roadside every morning, uh, afternoon or evening, we say good morning to each other. We like to greet each other, right? So where are you watching me from? Baraka dazua to you, I hope you slept well. I just spoke to you in the Hausa dialect. It is one of the oldest languages in the world. Can you believe that? Yes, I believe it because an ancient person told me that. <laughs> Wherever you are in the world, I greet you, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening. It is so good to see you. I hope you're doing well. If if you speak ever from the Volta region of Ghana, I am greeting you. I am greeting you. Thank you so much for joining us. It is so good to see you. I just greeted you in various dialects or yes, dialects of the Akan language. I thank you so much for joining us. to you. If you speak Zulu, South Africa, where are you? We love you guys. Thank you so much for always watching us. Yes, we know time difference and all that. So you always get to jump on a little later, but we see you and we love you. to you, to you. Do you speak Moshi? I just greeted you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oje ko to you. If you speak Ga, thank you for joining us. Can you respond in the comment section? I want to hear from you. Ekaro to you. Ekabo, do you speak Yoruba? It is so good to see you. Nagadev to you. If you speak Wolof, one of my favorite languages. You know why? 
because of you soon door. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jumbo, habari gani, habari yawe to you. Karibu sana. If you speak Swahili, I am greeting you. I am greeting you. Kenya, where are you? Stand up for us. Let us hear from you. Kotong to you. Amohalang to you. If you speak Sesotho from Botswana, I love you guys. I really, really do. Domilaki to you. Inyase Aloy. Do you speak Bisa? I greet you in my real mother tongue. Yes. Kotolii to you. If you are Fulani and you speak Fufoldi, we greet you. We greet you. Akei to you we are paying homage as always to our storytelling friends in Haiti. this is creole we thank you for joining us all the time bon dia to you if you speak portuguese of course bonjour bonjour no buenos dias to you welcome 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 it is so so good to see you oh my goodness the chat room is <laughs> blowing up already Newton, what does that mean i greet you i greet you ellie Klim says i respond on behalf of all my various voltarians it is so good to see you hanatu my goodness dear sis thank you thank you thank you beverly it's good to see you one of our top 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 most supporters god bless you jane i see you i'm a little over the top excited today. Again, please do forgive me. This woman that you're about to meet, this incredible woman, did I tell you my name? I always forget to do that because when I'm excited, I'm rushing, right? <laughs> By the way, my name is Zoe Baraka. It is so good to see you. Welcome to To My Younger Self. Well, let me just quiet down, pipe down, and um, <laughs> introduce her to you. So our guest today is Joyce Bauer Moktari, or as at least in my head, I'm trying to like give her a very cool name, right? So people would be like, yeah, they're really, really close friends because, you know, hey, popular by proximity and all that. So JBM, yes, her bio is broad and covers a wide range of skill, talent, and intelligence. Let me tell you, this is one of the times where Google is your friend, okay? You got to go into Google, put her name in there, and then you're going to be like, I get where the excitement is coming from. Zoe is off the top, like off the charts, way too excited, okay? So what I'm presenting to you is a very brief summary with very, very few highlights of who she really is. So Joyce is a Ghanaian lawyer specializing in international maritime transportation law. Do you even know what that means? <laughs> She's a politician and former deputy minister for transport, a sought after public speaker and communicator, a gender activist, and a good governance peace and security policy advocate. My goodness, I had to gargle a lot of water to get my jaws loose so I could read this, okay? <laughs> she is also the director of a family-owned private school, Northern Star School, and executive director of the Rosa Foundation, Ghana, and is a managing partner in the law firm Praetorium Solicitors, Ghana. Okay, Joyce has received on, uh, sorry, has served on many boards and has advised extensively on financial transactions, corporate acquisitions, mergers, and amalgamations. She has represented Ghana at several dipl diplomatic conferences and meetings. I told you to forgive me already. I can't speak properly today. <laughs> 
Um, yes, so she's advised extensively on the adaptation of several international maritime transport instruments, regulations, and conventions. She has also served as an expert for the Ghanaian Admiralty Court and the International Law of the Sea Court. Wow. I don't know what that means. I'm like showing all of my ignorance today. That's incredible. She is a member of the Ghana Bar Association. Like, duh, yes, of course she is. <laughs> the African Women Lawyers Association. She is ambassador for Women in International Shipping and Trade Association, WISTA, member of the Chartered Institute of Logistics, Ghana, and an alumnus of the U.S. International Visitor Leadership Program. She is a proud product of, yes, get this, Wesley Girls High School. So if you're in the, in, in, in the room today, please stand up for her. Yes, Wege Hey, St. Francis Girls Secondary School, and of course, Tamale Secondary School. Joyce Bauer-Mokhtari is currently a special aide and spokesperson to John Dramani Mahama. His Excellency, John Dramani Mahama, let me correct that because he's the former president of the Republic of Ghana, a person who I admire greatly too, sir. If you happen to be watching, we greet you and we thank you uh, for all you do for us. Her hobbies include mentoring, reading, writing, traveling, and exercising. Yes, of course, exercising, like duh, <laughs> right? Joyce is married and has four beautiful, amazing children. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready to please, please welcome, like we always do, in grand, grand, to my younger self style, the absolutely indefatigable, beautifully resilient, I, I don't even have words for her uh, right now, Joyce Bauer Mokhtari, or my personal person, JBM. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Hi, 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 hi. A very good morning to you, Zoe. Oh, it is and, so uh, good to meet you. Wow. I am absolutely thrilled to be here, finally. Not wow. your usual kind of conversation, not even your usual kind of audience, and certainly not my usual kind of hostess. Oh. But certainly an interesting discovery. Thrilling wow. experience, if you're asking me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Joyce, over to you. I am so excited you're here. The chat room is blowing up. My goodness, look at these people and the love, well, love, it, it, love. It, it, it tells you I, I've been around the mill for quite some time. So you take all my local to my international classmates and friends, I'm sure you're building oh. quite a huge city. Oh, <laughs> my LCA God. Has four, so just imagine. <laughs> The ripple effect of all those numbers. <laughs> and remember, there's eight of us in my immediate family. Oh, so my God. Talk goodness. about our kids and everybody else. Yeah, so I'm I sure love you it. have quite, yes, and all my little sisters. I can see, I can see the green and yellow colors loading all over. I have no doubt that there'll be so many of them that probably will be, you know, probably crashing your system very soon. Fantastic. I know. And you know, the the yes, beautiful yes. thing that's happening right now. I so know. I know Lordy Corp, and she's actually a lawyer. Um, and yes. she's in the UK. I can tell, I can see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am also looking forward to meeting you, certainly, certainly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, exactly, God. I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like from way back. Oh, wow, that's an old one. Idana, hi, how are you? Oh, <laughs> interesting. That's like whole generations of you. Fantastic. <laughs> Pleasure. Fun fact, oh, wow. Idana is actually one Today of our I'll be seeing, Oh, yeah, certainly. Well, I'm yet to... Oh, interesting. Okay. Wow. That's exciting. 
Yeah, I oh love you, Thank you. <laughs> Listen, over to you. The show is yours. Major. My job is done. And we're here to hear some stories from you. So let's take it Thank away. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Zoe. Thank you, Elsie. Thank you, Abba. And I think for me, it's been quite an experience. And uh, I don't normally do these sorts of uh, interviews or conversations, but I've actually read up on everything that you lot are doing. I think is a fantastic way to at least set a certain standard for all the younger ones coming up. Not many people have been exposed to conversations such as yours where you get to meet people that you would otherwise not engage or see, or even to hear about our very private stories. And I think that it's actually exciting that I'll be speaking to the younger Joyce and uh, the younger Nana or the younger Adishetu, by whichever one of my beautiful names you'd want to remember me by. And I remember that most of my classmates in particular loved Adishetu for some reason, but most could probably not pronounce it even as well as I would and so eventually it will be Adish or Shetu or just about any variation of it. But all in all, I'm sure you can tell that Joyce is actually a very versatile person. I am not ambidextrous by any means, but I certainly have enormous reach. I've taken my life extremely seriously and uh, I would never have thought that that little girl all those years ago who received one of my very first awards was one as a public spirited child. I probably didn't even understand what that meant at the time. And I recall that for some reason I was invited to the middle of the classroom. My teacher had my school bag in her hand and she honestly couldn't believe how well organized my bag was on a morning like that. And I kept asking myself what public spirited meant. Then eventually I found out it was because I always had a little moment to help one young child or one kid or even those who were older than I was at the time. And to my younger self, something I learned very early on was that as long as you try to help others, there are just as many others willing and happy to help you as well. Coming from a large family of six children growing up together, actually taught me many lessons. It taught me how to share. It taught me how to love. It taught me how to protect what was mine. It also taught me how to be competitive. And I think these are qualities that I've literally grown up with. I had never imagined that coming into politics would be half as exciting. I actually saw myself becoming a police officer at some point. What? And actually wearing a uniform. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. I feel very early on. Yes, absolutely. You know, my very late uncle was a police officer who lived in many parts of Ghana, traveled the world, wore his uniform day in, day out, lived in this huge colonial government bungalow and had so much authority. I didn't even imagine what he was doing with all that power at the time. But yes, as a young child, I always imagined myself actually wearing a uniform and serving as Ghana's police officer. Over the years, I have watched how the police have struggled to re-engage, to rebrand themselves. And I do know, much as I love those who did, 
and ended up in the uniform. I am delighted that I didn't make that choice at the time because I think that God had probably higher, higher engagements for me. So what I took from that is that sometimes it is not our very early memories of who we want to become that will actually take us to the next level. It just might be that little thing that you probably had not even thought about. So certainly the police and the uniform were not for me. So I spent two years in the criminology school, but I never made it to the police academy. Wow. It actually has also served me beautifully because most often than not, I tell people generally that, you know, I have a very fair knowledge about psychology and crime generally. And I have a very fair acceptance of what to do and what not to do. But from my very earliest of memories, I always believed that I wanted to go to the police academy and to become a police officer. So this morning, let me shout out to Yako, who managed to do that, one of our sisters, and is oh, doing wow. a beautiful job of it. Yes. So it's not always about what you intend, what you plan, or who you want to be. But I think we each have very interesting steps. My earliest memories of growing up at home in Tamale, where I was born, because you do know that I hail also from uh, Northern Ghana, mm. specifically from Salaga, Pimbi to be precise, is wow. where my father hails from. My mother, on the other hand, is from Bole, and her grandmother, was from the Bruno Hafo region, specifically in Konya, if I'm correct, that is in Kranza, if I'm right, yes. And so I have this very varied background as well. Note also that I have two half sisters who also come from Somanya in the Eastern region from my mother's first marriage. And then of course, there's the four of us who also happen to have two half sisters, one a doctor, one an insurance, and my younger sister, Clara, whom everybody knows, I'm sure most of the people on the platform do know Clara. We started life together almost as if we were twins. We were basically in self problem. And for many years, Clara was literally my very best friend. And so everybody who saw Joyce will see Clara next. And it is interesting that we lost Bishop Pembaya recently, a fantastic Catholic priest who always thought for some reason that we're probably twins and trying to hide it because one was very tall and the other one not so tall but we were always sisters and we still are very good sisters and great friends and i think that we draw even more inspiration from each other than we probably even imagine and so it is insightful that today i realize that my younger sisters from so many years ago some i haven't seen in forever and brothers even have actually come out so beautifully to share this very interesting stories with all of us so from that very little public-spirited child, I think that very, very, very early indications would actually set us apart one from the other. I recall years ago joining a debating club. I had no reason even why I wanted to be in that club. But for some reason, everybody who was a member of that club spoke very well. They had a certain poise, they were very confident, they were very resilient, and they prepared actively for these uh, competitions. This was long before, of course, we had the national debating clubs, the science and math quiz, and all the things that we have now. And of course, television wasn't what it was today. I think on our street, we we're probably one of the few homes that had a television, but transmission was probably just in the evenings, and it was just for the seven o'clock news. And then we had a little huge decoder, which was, I think, called 
a video yeah. recorder at the time. Yes. So you had to get those huge video cassettes uh -huh. to either record something for the next the day. The VHS one, yes. Exactly. Oh my you know, God. So this, this is the sort of young child that I was. Wow. But you know, despite all of these challenges of the day, we had awesome neighbors, mm. fantastic human beings. And it is how I knew then that I was probably very special because I happened to live on a street that had presidential aspirants and candidates. Indeed, our teacher herself was the wife of one of these aspirants. And in later years, we'll be meeting the Liman children. I'm sure everybody on this platform should know them as well. And so these are my very early childhood memories. of Even the relationships that I built, the Jones Mensas, the Badamoshis, the B.A. Fushenis, the Ibrahim Mahamas, I can name it. These were the great names at the time. And of course, I also happened then to be a very noticeable extended daughter of the E.A. Mahama family as well because of my mother's relationship with them. So from my very earliest memories, I think that maybe we were born in a very unique setting. And I think that unique setting may have contributed largely to who I have become today. And to my younger self, I would say, Take each minute very seriously. That neighbor who walks into your house comes to share a drink with your father, comes to have a conversation with your mother. They do leave an impression, especially of a certain kind. Never would I have known all those years ago, really, that coming into contact with all these young friends of ours, we didn't even know that our parents were important at the time. It didn't even occur to either one of us that we're such special children on that little street in those tiny bungalows, in that tamale of all places. The late Ali Umahama is another example who was right across the street from us. The Dr. Aklaku, who owned the very first hotel in Tamale, which was the Picona Hotel, was actually not too far from us and is still our neighbor even now. You know, so many of these people. And I think it is why I believe strongly that it is the village that raised us. That actually represents the promise of who we are and who we intend to become. Many years ago, and because you are here, Zoe, my mother's best friend years ago was the late Madame Hawa Yakobo. Oh. She had no friend like Auntie Hawa. And then, of course, there was Auntie Matilda. Yes. Who was another friend of hers. Mm. And then, of course, there was Auntie Saru, mother to Rahina, to Madamoshi, and Rashida, and others, who has always been our second mother. Then, of course, there were the Kenelisa family, Auntie Rose and her husband and her kids. And then, of course, the late Abu Jaja and his family. So we had a fantastic, fantastic upbringing. And I think it makes a huge difference and impacted us in the ways that we all see today. You know, if you take it from a very early category of our lives, we're mostly daughters in that household because there's seven of us girls. We have one brother. So if you put the whole cosmopolitan family of us together, you realize that my brother actually is the sixth amongst all of us. Oh, wow. Yes. So the girls had to be special. We had to stand up for the father who didn't have those sons. We had to be as resilient as all those who boasted about the grown-up sons they had who would become men and take up their names. We didn't even know then that we could have these double-barreled names that we have now, Joyce Bar Mokhtari, suddenly sounds so exotic. And I actually decided to add it because I actually struggled at an airport to travel with my son. 
and actually had to get my husband to give me a consent saying that he was actually my son and that I was going to be accompanied by him. So when I got back, I thought, okay, maybe it's time to find this way of incorporating Moktari into the name Bawa. Mm. I didn't think at the time that it would become such an interesting name. And I've been trying since to get used to it. Wow. So it tells you that it takes a whole, a whole, a whole raft of uh, issues to build sometimes even in the names that we have. And then sometimes even there must be something in the name. There's a reason why you circulate some names and nothing comes up. You put up <laughs> others, also things come up. Or you acquire a new name and suddenly there are new beginnings and great things happen for you. And of course, don't forget that there's always that element of spirituality. And so even if you don't wear your religion like a sleeve or a glove, you have it in you in a certain way that warms your spirit, that warms your heart. And it's funny that Elsie is a very strong ally of yours. She's a strong believer of the faith. And it has always been a great inspiration to all of us interacting with someone like Elsie. So yes, I would look at that younger Joyce B. And if you take it away from my birth or my very immediate family, right from my sisters, Hetty, Clara, Emma, our only brother, John Bauer Jr., whom everybody calls Sheriff. Sister Faustina Donko, hi! It's been like so long, forever. Wow! A sister from Tamasco. And wow. of course, I believe from the law school as well, if my memory serves me right. You know, so certainly. And then you find that little things just affect you greatly. And this year, many of our sisters are turning 50. And so day in, day out, you find one person or the other asking you to say something about them. So it just brings back all of the memories that you tried very hard even to think you had forgotten. Mm -hmm. So in my case, for example, starting school, very interestingly, the very second story, apart from how we were raised and the inspiration that we had from our own parents. Because my own mother was a trailblazer. And so she certainly set the pace for a lot of young women from northern Ghana in Haiti. And I never stopped paying glowing tribute to my mom, especially for her contribution to the lives of most, if not all, the middle-level northern females that we know. And of course, the other people who did not necessarily hail from the north. So we had a fantastic example of just how a female, a feminine person, a young woman should be operating and should be carrying their lives as we go along. But I think another thing that left quite an impression on my young mind was how I managed to actually fail in the most important subjects of my life. <laughs> Absolutely. This was at, just at the point of my ordinary levels. It's a story I never stopped telling. And then my son will ask, Mommy, you're so smart. How is that possible? I said, yes, I have no idea. All I remember in that biology class was us being asked to draw something. I think I just went blank at, the, at that point. And the rest, as they say, is history. So I had to take a year out. And then they had to find me a school. I think I shared the story with you at length. But today I've just because yes. three stories I would love to share four. So I find myself in the St. Francis Girls Secondary School after having left uh, Tamale Secondary School. This was an all-girls school. 
led at the time by Madame Prudence Jadel, fantastic woman, tall woman, bold, confident like no other, one who almost became a Catholic sister. For some weird reason, she fell in love. <laughs> That's not weird. History. <laughs> history. So these stories didn't just happen. They've always been with us. Wow. And so I found myself on this very small campus, in itself almost like a convent. Mm. And everything led us into a very strict Catholic regime. Of course, my sidekick, Clara, had to relocate and join me. So once more, the two of us found ourselves in another school. Of course, very lonely. And so we literally had to cling together. And I think that we even became more of the best friends that we had always been. And that actually took wow. us also to the next level. But I think that I discovered something about myself. I discovered a certain versatility, a certain brilliance that I didn't even think I possessed. I realized a certain confidence also and in the choices that I wanted to or not to make. And so when I think about that Bible verse about how God always has plans for our lives, mm. you cannot help but realize that it does play a huge role even in all the things that we do. And yes, Echo Fisher is here. And <laughs> funny, funny enough, it is his mother who was my father's friend. And then years wow. later, I asked when I said, oh, interesting. My dad always used to talk about your mom, a fantastic English teacher. And then to think that years later, Fisher and I are actually really good friends and both <laughs> of our parents are long gone. Makes it even wow. more exciting. So it tells you just how this tribe of ours can develop and become almost like a, a support system as we go along. And I think it has worked beautifully. So you'd realize it's not just you going out to school and making friends or keeping with your siblings. It is also some people that are bequeathed to you, even by your parents. And so you hear some names and then eventually you get to meet their offspring and you think, oh, wow. And of course, someone says that your father thought, oh, my father thought your dad in Damascus and Dr. Nabila, great family. So wow. And my father thought just as many of them too. And I know that uh, the professor, uh, you know, Alabi puts it very beautifully. And I know all those who speak also about his discipline and how he insists on everybody being disciplined. I think that we are actually a repository of that's enormous discipline. And that actually has also helped us and taken us to yet another level. Mm -hmm. So yes, wow. to my younger self in 1990, teaching myself to be disciplined, mm -hmm. to be better organized, to see my life as a higher calling, and being the eldest of the Jombawa children meant enormous responsibility also, because you then had to set a certain standard for everybody else. And like I said, I think that that disappointing outcome of failing those subjects was never repeated in that household again, because dad never stopped telling us just how many ones he made or how many A's he got. And I think we all just took it as a cue to just work and do, and never take anything for granted. And I do with my son. Each time he starts something, I said, please cover all the bases. Try as much as possible to remember everything. Because to my younger self, I knew exactly what was expected of me. But I lost track and somehow assumed that it was all covered. So this is yet another lesson. And it always inspires me to double check. Even in my love affairs. <laughs> oh, my God. You. Yes and just find out. And I haven't had that many of them, but for the few that I've had, I think that I've always made a very, very 
celebrating. And I have a joke I share with my friends all the time. There's no ex of mine who is still not in love with me. Oh and my I think God. That actually, yes, it's a testament to the sort of person that I am. Yes. And so, yes. so even in the manner in which we fall in love, in who we fall in love with, in who we relate to, who we call our best friends, these can start from very early on in our lives. So once I left that system of my ordinary level or the debacle of sin, I think the sky became indeed the limit for me. Life took a very new turn because you were taking the paper for the second time. You were way ahead of everybody else. So everybody thought you were much smarter than you really were. Everybody thought you were such a bright individual because you had you were seeing it all for the second time. Yes. And so that distinction I got that year was just because for most of those subjects, I was simply taking them all over again. And so the story goes on. By the time I finished my A-levels, and I remember when I arrived in uh, Wesley Girls in particular, I already had a few friends who were there. And I recall that everybody thought I was this very special person. I had a few friends that were already on campus. I made quite a number. And some of my very great friends today are friends I made either from Tamale Secondary School or from the St. Francis Girls Secondary School, or of course from Jose Girls High School. So there's no room that I walk into that I don't find someone that I know. And I think that that has also become a certain culture and it speaks to the beauty about our interactions and how our lives would one way or the other hinge on the other. And even there's a beautiful phrase of the law that most laws would hinge on one another and that few laws actually work in isolation. They would always work one way or the other in tandem, either to correct something, to remove something, or to build upon something, or at least, even if for nothing at all, to regulate a certain outcome. So that, for me, has been the story of my very young life. Discipline, hard work, great friends, a great family, and spirituality. None of these things will ever fail you. But for me, in that order, I think discipline comes first. And I see Yako, of course, my sister in the uniform. So I think you have a huge, a huge tribe of us. Today. Yes. And, oh, yeah. my God. You are so welcome. It, 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 wow. it, 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 it tells a certain beautiful story. And I remember in, this, in that institution as well, in no time, we had taken exams for lower sex. I didn't expect to get a prize on the speech and prize giving day because, I mean, I was relatively a new student and as we were called, then we were senior hosts, so you didn't expect any of that. But funny enough, even there, I still prevailed. And so somehow, immediately after that, everybody knew that, oh, okay, this girl is not just beautiful and tall and calm. She's also very, very bright and brilliant and hardworking. I think it even warmed me up even more. People wonder why I still don't know how to dance. There's a good reason. I just <laughs> never found the time to listen to music or to learn to dance. It's just not one of the things I ever learned how to do. So I have tried very hard to at least understand the rhythm. But even still, I feel at it. Maybe I need to get a dance coach. But yes, there were many of our sisters and friends who knew how to dance. But I think I was a bit too serious. I was also a touch too shy. I think that I've danced a lot more now than I ever did even 
when I was a younger student. But yes, it is to tell you how we evolved. That even your younger self will not necessarily do most of the things that most people do in their young lives. Some drink, some smoke, some will, you know, run out of school, some will probably disappear, all sorts of things. There even some kids who are ashamed even of their backgrounds, of the languages they speak, of where they come from, name it. So it is actually a testament to our upbringing that you stand very tall, that you are enormously proud of your heritage, that you even seek to promote that heritage in whatever way that you can, that you even try to tell young people to build not just on themselves, but how your life will impact even on others. Like I said, it's a great thing to be a lawyer. It's even more fantastic to study an area of the law that is very rare, like going on a scholarship where I go to read maritime law, for example, and leaving all of the money and the private law firms behind. But who would have thought that that would be one thing I'll do all these years later in that very young opportunity that I probably didn't give a lot of thought. Even when I put in the application for that UN scholarship, I didn't expect them to pick me out of the lot of them. I thought they would probably ask for something I didn't have. They would expect that you'd be of a certain level or, you know, achieve something. But a few months later, I get a phone call that I was actually one of the very proud winners of that scholarship to go and acquire this LLM degree. I think that for all the reasons and more, the ambitions and dreams that we have as young children will sometimes work in so many different ways. You don't even know when they all come together. And I mean, think about what it looks like in Ghana for a young professional like me, everybody's darling, polite, hardworking, ambitious, very vivacious. And I mean, you'd love to see me in my heels on a beautiful morning. Just being yes, <laughs> you know, and then suddenly you wake up one morning, you're a politician. And I was a politician, not, 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 not to go to the very popular places where we wanted to see you, but of course, of the National Democratic Congress. I'm sure there <laughs> yeah. Are who, yeah, who didn't even know then that my father had at some point even joined the PNDC and subsequently, mm -hmm. of course, the NDC. That right. in my young age, really, the only true political life I had actually known was actually to do also with my dad and his uh, forays into politics with the UP, then to the PNP, which I believe was Liman's party, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, subsequently into the PNDC slash NDC. So for the, all the parties that I've always known has been of the social democratic kind. Of course, our next door neighbor, the late Araya Lassan, was mm -hmm. at one point even billed to be running mates. And I think he was to the late Edu Bahim on the wow. MPP side. And then the Mr. Ibrahim Mahama, one of the foremost lawyers in Tamale at the time, was also a very active politician. And I don't recall now of which of the political parties. But yes, we grew up with all these fantastic individuals. And it is actually very insightful that they each find a way still. Yes, Clara dances and she tries very hard. And she even still takes me to the clubs every now and then. Last week, or is it two weeks ago, she took me to the mood bar. I wow. wasn't sure what to expect. But Great experience. I hadn't been to a club. You know, when you come into this circle of politics, you have to reorient and realign your whole life. 
because you people get surprised sometimes when they see you do certain things or see you in certain places. I think that little dress and uh, you know, yes, you struggle to believe that it was me, and I could tell the looks that were coming. But I deliberately would look straight up and think, I do have a life too, you know. So Clara hasn't changed much. She wow. took me all the way to that bar and got me laughing all evening, even though I refused and declined every attempt of hers to get wow. me onto the dance floor because I wasn't sure who was peeping. So yes, it is actually a promise of things to come that no matter where you find yourself, first brighten your corner. So yes. when I arrived in St. Francis Girls Secondary School, for example, I mean, unbeknown to me, a lot of people had heard about us. Mm. And I mean, when you have a popular father, sometimes it actually travels with you wherever you find yourself. So yes, we, I already had a certain, uh, you know, reputation. And basically, it served me very, very well as a library prefect at the time because I never did anything but read. I talk a lot now. My mom is surprised. And some of my friends are here. You can ask them. I just never used to talk. Wow. You know, I was a very monosyllabic person. And you find me in a little corner huddled in with a book, either writing, memorizing something. I remember having a geography textbook. And I think I literally memorized everything in that book. All you had to what? do pick it up and refer to the page. Yes. For years, I used to love doing that. I'll just pick up a book and take it all through. And I think another thing that serves people well is to have a very retentive memory. Because think about it. We've been out of, I've been a lawyer now for nearly 22 years. So imagine how long it's been since I've been in secondary school. So to even be able to recall these things with such definitive, uh, you know, pictures of the mind should tell you that you ought to keep that mind very active. You realize most often than not that some things don't just happen. It takes your personality as well. It takes your attitude, yes. And I loved the library so much that I had a specific seat, which was almost reserved for me even on nights when I wasn't there or days when I wasn't there. Everybody knew this. And I'm sure if Pearl Wood is anywhere around here, she remember our little altercation in the library of the law school, where wow. I assumed that I still have my own seat. And every time I appeared, I'll sit there and sit there and look. <laughs> Until she came in once and put her books there. And I assumed it was still my seat. So I walked in, I picked them off the seat, and I thought, okay, please. Then she turned up and she was very, very offended. I didn't even know she was so angry. The next day I saw Pearl, I tried to be very friendly. She, didn't even, she was still very angry. And she ignored me completely. I thought, ah, what happened? So yes. For many years, I didn't even know how to say that I wasn't talking to somebody. So I'd have an argument with you, and the next day I'd forget totally that, you know, you and I had had a little argument. I think I'm beginning to be a bit more conscious of that now. So, but I don't know. I think I'm still the same. Even when Clara and I argue, the very next day, I think I've moved on. And I think it is also a very great trait of one's character not to bear grudges to as much as possible leave grudges where they end and to try to move on very quickly when you have a fallout with somebody. I think that also helps you build better synergy with people around you. In terms of what leadership qualities, if any, I think it is, it is relatively very, very easy to notice such qualities in young girls. And it is one of the things I love about girls' schools in particular. 
it breeds a certain character into your younger self. Yes. It allows for girls to compete with other girls. Yes. It allows for girls to live and work with other girls. Mm -hmm. It also helps you to deal with the stereotypes that most women from other institutions grow up with. Yes. You grow up not even thinking mm -hmm. that another lady is better than you are, yes. smarter than you are, prettier yes. than you are. I actually didn't even know whether I was attractive or not. I didn't even know whether I was a heavy child or not. All these are things that really just quite imbibed in recent times. All I remember was that even when they couldn't find people to run certain races, I'd go and race, but I'd always be last. But I always had <laughs> I love it. On. Yes. <laughs> you know. But my dad was always there to cheer you on, wow. irrespective. And that assurance is also another thing that most girl children will require as you go along. That father who didn't mind that you were not a boy. That father who really didn't care whether or not he had a son or not. And everybody who knows my dad knew just how much he loved his daughters. And he just couldn't stop talking about his daughters. I mean, yes, he was happy to have a son eventually, but I think that if you have eight daughters and eight amazing daughters, you probably will have no reason to complain. But eventually, God blessed him with that young man that he so looked forward to. And we are all enormously proud to have him and bully him every now and then. <laughs> and then all he will tell you is that, you know, I'm used to it. But yes, he didn't want to marry a woman like his sisters. We're too assertive. <laughs> we love to control our environment. And we worry our partners like crazy. So there's no way <laughs> that my brother will want to end up with a woman like his sisters. But I'm sure that somehow, even his wife kind of looks like us. Maybe not as tall or as bubbly. But in many ways, I think she's quite like us. Even though I don't want him to hear it. So I hope he's not following this program. You know. So there must be something very good in having mm -hmm. amazing sisters, strong sisters. And I think that another thing that young children ought to pick up is to identify strong women. Yes. Identify hardworking women. Yes. Avoid the stereotype because they're, they're actually in the, in the, they're, they're the minority, really. Yes. When you major on those sorts of things, then you are not really clearly looking carefully. One thing that I think we ought to remember as young children also is the examples even of our teachers yes. and the impact that these teachers actually have on our lives even growing up. And for all of us who went through all these schools, you never forget that amazing teacher. Until date, you still meet some of them and you are excited even to engage them. One of such teachers is teacher Jane Alassan, my very first teacher, mm. an amazing English woman who arrived in Ghana in the late 60s, one of the founding teachers of the Ghana International School, to marry a man, not from Greater Accra, but from Northern Ghana, all the way from mm. the UK. It was a very rare thing at the time. And funny enough, her adult children still live in Tamale now. One runs the school that we all started from. The other one runs a very interesting uh, restaurant called Oasis. And I think the school is now called Alassan Banzaba, which she named after her late husband. And I believe that they're still doing very, because recently they featured in the science and math quiz and they did very well. And her daughter, Maria, 
Mariama is the one who runs the school now. And years ago, when the school turned, I think 50, I was actually one of those who graced that occasion. It was such a beautiful thing to see all of us little kids suddenly converging again after so, so, so many years. So I, I, I am one lucky young child. Let me just go back to that little girl called Joyce, born on New Year's Day of all this. And I think that has always been a very unique thing to about me as a person. But yes, build character, be disciplined, find great examples. But I think that daddy's girls always have something very special, yes. respected, because it actually builds in you a certain confidence. Mm. And even in the times of the men that we end up with, you find yourself still looking for just that daddy and whoever you are with. And you know, I'll come to a very, very interesting story, which will be my story number three. So we started from the little girl, Joyce. Yes. We moved on to my family and my heritage in particular. And then we arrived at where I think I'll call my personal crossroad, more or less. Yes. Where I decided now to take my own life into my own hands, be better organized, better structured. But I think that having the confidence also did more for me than even all of these things did for me at that age. And know that when I actually took my O-levels, I just turned 15. So it wasn't as if I was uh, 16 or 17. No, I was actually 15. And so invariably, by the time I ran out of my uh, A-levels, I was just about to turn 18 too. So certainly, interesting times for us at the time. Know that Tamale didn't even have 24-hour uh, power supply. Mm. We still had a badge supplying crude oil and other petroleum products for the, 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 the township. Mm -hmm. And of course, the roads were not as they are now. The houses were not as they are now. But certainly, it still presented that fantastic atmosphere, mm -hmm. an environment like no other. And I think that it is also not so much about where you are born, where you find yourself, or just how wealthy your parents are, or what they even have. It is also in how your environment actually affects you in that way. And as I said, we are all raised by a village. Many parents help to raise us and build our character. Apart from that, their children will continue to serve as our immediate support base. And you'll find that whenever there's a funeral, Whenever there's a wedding celebration, whenever kids are born, you find all of us reconverging to either celebrate, to mourn. And it's even how we share information. And a few days ago, it was interesting. I hadn't heard from Rahib with emotion in a very long time. Then she sends me a text. She had seen me on this, uh, you know, there's all these trending things now. I think something called Ghana Hyper. And she was like, oh, what a beautiful photograph. Oh, I haven't seen you so long. I haven't heard from you. I said exactly. But she would reach out because she's seen a lovely photograph of me. She actually shared the photograph with me. And then she had to run a whole commentary about coming to see the kids and all of that. So certainly. And uh, I remember the late Justice Taylor, for example, who moved into one of the biggest houses on our street when we were kids. I remember the late Justice Jones Mensah, whose daughter is Penelope, who is a fantastic woman who contested in uh, Miss Ghana at some point. So we have a very varied history wow. and so most young people 
must find a way to be part of a unique history. Mm. It gives you a platform like no other. Yes. But it's not to say the life was always perfect. There are all the hitches and hiccups. Mathematics was always my Achilles heel. And I still tell people I can't even count money to save myself. <laughs> you, you understand? And I remember I had to take math, I think, at least three times. Yes. And I think the final one that did it for me was in the November exam, where I had to get a teacher living, I think, in St. Thomas Aquinas, mm -hmm. not far from my home in Cantonment. So I always had to walk through the, 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 the little pathway around Flair, between mm -hmm. Flair, Catherine, and Kumoji. It's a place that even when I shut my eyes, I can tell you the geography of that area. And a very huge gutter that lives right next door to those uh, properties crossing over to the, the, the senior high school where that teacher finally found out just what I needed and prepared me adequately for that final take of that particular exam. So it builds character. It builds resilience. It tells you also that things will not always be easy, but it also humbles us because you know there are some areas where you ought to prepare more that will not always be given. Yes. So this was a student who had won like three or four awards from YA, not even from the school where I sat my all-level exams. And yet I had struggled for two consecutive terms to get a qualification in mathematics. There you go. So Zoe, life is not always about the things that happen that make you happy. There are also those things that serve as a certain very disappointing factors, even to your young self. So, you know, you grew up in this very safe environment. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything about tribe, ethnicity, religion, faith. I mean, we lived... I remember for many years, actually, growing up, we used to fast with our next door neighbors. And Alaji Haruna's daughters were actually my biggest example. Each time it was Ramadan, we fast with them. Rahi and Ko were Muslims as well. Ruhi and Ko were Muslims as well. We didn't even know there was anything. At some point, I even could make some recitals even of the Quranic verses. Because I'd go there when the Arabic teachers were there and would just sit and watch them go through these motions and all of that. So we grew up a very integrated set of children. And so I tell people in my household, we are married from just about anywhere. And tribe really doesn't matter. It doesn't. If none of us even married to a gonja, because as you know, both my parents are actually gonjas. Yes. Yes. So far, except my brother, who is married to a gonja woman, who is actually more Canadian even than gonja. <laughs> the rest of us are all married to people from totally different places. And I listen to you talking about loving the Upper West Region. My husband is from Wak, and so I actually married someone from the Upper West Region. And of course, before that, if I hadn't married him. I probably married someone who was probably from where? Either Brown Half region or Ashanti region, I think, one of them. So, very cosmopolitan. And I think that it is also how you are raised that blinds you to some of these things. And it is what Osajifu Kwame Nkrumah envisioned for Ghana. A Ghana where we are all fully integrated. Where young people are not conscious of these nuances. Because when we meet in those boarding houses, I think for years I didn't even know where LC came from. I probably do not even sure whether 
you know, Yako is a, uh, I, don't, I don't even know where she comes from, but I just see her, and she's my sister, you know. And of course, someone is telling me about how all lawyers know nothing about math. Wrong. I know someone who did accounting, and she was very good at math too. And yes, I remember Santichi, my sweetheart. So I could even admire my math teacher. And he was in love with me for a very long time. Great man. Oh, yes. Yes. I had Mr. Antichi, and yes, I'm happy that they are here today. Yes, absolutely. And I remember there was another one, Mr. Zuta. He used to sing with, um, um, I think there's, a, there's, there's this thing, is it Calvary? There's a musical group, very active Christian group. Yes, there's very active there. Yes, absolutely. I think he went to Edinburgh at some point. He was our biology teacher. Even though he wasn't teaching us, he was actually doing his national service. And he took a very keen interest in me. Same with Mr. Antichi, who for years kept our friendship going, you know. No, 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 Yaku, I don't want to explain anything else. But yes, that's it. You know, you know certainly. So it, it, is, it is one of those, you know, recently I had a PhD student who wanted to have an interview with me. And even though he said he was from Bole and all of that, believe you me, we had a conversation lasting about two hours. His paper or his thesis on something about gendered cabinets. Mm -hmm. And you know, we ended the conversation without even talking about where we each hailed from. Wow. No, not one word, no. And yes, even I made an A in legal accountancy. <laughs> Have you ever known someone to actually literally chew everything for a paper? That was me. Because remember, the then accounting lecture was my father's friend. Oh my God. You so it was a paper I could not afford to fail. And he was a former IGP of Ghana, very well-respected individual. Mr. Nsia, I think that was his name. That's his name. So yes, we all have these challenges built into our systems. Mm -hmm. And every lawyer here will tell you, it is a great testimony of our resilience, of how we all pass that paper. Have you ever written an accounting paper and you weren't even sure whether it balanced or not? Mm -hmm. Hell no, you know, at all. So it, it, is, it is not surprising that we grew up very unconscious mm -hmm. of where people came from what they did and all of that. I think that is a challenge. But interestingly enough, something happened just before we took our A-levels. When there was the first or second or third, I don't know how many of the Konkomba wars, which mm. I'm sure you all know, there yes. were these conflicts that yes. would only escalate between the Konkombas and Gunjas and Makushis and yes. the Gombas, etc. So on one occasion, one of these ones happened somewhere in the Pandai area, very close to Salaga, where I come from at the time, my grandfather was the chief of that case. Mm -hmm. And our family house was attacked. And 16 members of my father's family, immediate family, his half-siblings, were murdered that night. Mm -hmm. It is a very sore point. I know that many people mm -hmm. probably thought that there was more my father maybe could have done to protect or prevent what happened. I have reviewed his notes. I've reviewed his writings on the matter, and I know that everything that could have been done was done to avert that calamity. But it was my very first, first, first encounter with hatred of any sort. And for months, I struggled. To, in fact, the day we, we were picked up from school, I assumed that my dad had died. That was the impression I, I actually had. Because, of course, our teachers probably knew what was going on, but, of course, we were in school and we were immune to all of these things until we arrived home and saw a whole group of people at home and all of that. And I thought, did something happen to daddy or something happened to mommy, etc. But we walked in and uh, 
were told no. But of course, we found out about this unfortunate incident that had happened to our family, where all 16 of our aunts and uncles, one of them whom I knew very closely, who had come to live with us when I was about eight, seven or nine, and had looked after us for quite some time, also passed. So this was a very, it was a turning point also, because then I now knew that there were these tribal undercurrents and that there were some tribes that felt even more superior than others. And then eventually how these matters were resolved. But you would know that all these years later, there's still vestiges of these sorts of things. Undercurrents, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And they, they, all these, uh, you know, they, they, they define you in a certain way. And funny enough, coincidentally, and I won't mention his name, at the time, my father had a tenant who was actually a concomber man. Yes. And he's a very good friend. No, but I won't say either. <laughs> I, I, I know you know. Wow. That I, yeah, yeah, I know you know. It's why, I don't know, it occurred to me, it struck me just last night. And even before that, he could say Jack. He had actually up and left the house. Because, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, no, think about it. I mean, he lost 16 of his siblings that night. You know, my grandfather stayed UP literally all his life. Until date, my aunties are still very strong MPP members. And you dare not go and have this conversation with them. <laughs> you, you, you understand? And I think it, it, it remained the sore point for quite a number of years, you know. So yes, this is a taste of conflict right in your home, at your doorstep. If there are any lessons you take from that, you learn a thing or two about tolerance. Because what else do you do under such circumstances? You pick up a cutlass, you pick up a gun, what do you do? So th th these, these are things that have shaped our lives in so many ways. And I'm happy LCC and yes, they remember, because, you know, as I said, we're very popular children at the time. So everybody knew whatever happened to us and people's parents knew about it. And everybody actually empathized with us. And I think that my father broke down and had a very difficult public moment. And we couldn't believe what had happened in that household that night. It was a terrible scene never before seen and i hope it never ever happens again but over the years we've learned to live with it and sometimes all these things would shape the sorts of uh, views you have about the future and then you would also hope that every individual every citizen will have the same rights as the next person and uh, have similar protection and that's irrespective of what our differences are because don't forget at the time in fact my grandfather also had even kids from the from concomba women because my grandfather had many women many wives wow yes you understand i even have an aunt of mine who was married to a a concomba man so this this is this is how closely related we are so we ought to learn how to negotiate more, to mediate where there's conflict, and above all, to rise above some of these things. I think Ghana is still not immune from some of these things, but 
to the young mind, imagine what that looks like, what that sounds like. Yes. You, yes. you understand? When you knock on a door and uh, you are told that this person comes from here or there, you know, you start to somehow you feel a certain anxiety, a certain, you know, a certain discomfort. I think it's a matter that I doubt that my father ever, ever got over. And it's one of the tragedies I think that he harbored for a very, very long time, even until his passing. And I, maybe being the eldest, I was probably the one most affected by it too, because I read most of his writings on the matter. I was able to actually put myself at some point in his place and uh, try to think what he felt and how he felt especially at the time being a very active operative of the, uh, uh, the PNDC at the time. So certainly these are things that leave you with a certain perspective on life, why we ought to be better citizens, more accepting of one another, and even more accommodating. And I think that in all of my life, today probably is the very first time I've actually put my thoughts to this matter. And uh, it's a matter I've probably never spoken about, not even to my very closest friends. If some know, they haven't brought it up or asked me about it. And I have probably never even shared my thoughts or views on the matter either. So certainly, there will be tragedies. There will be those very lasting things that affect you in ways that you probably never imagined. And uh, I, 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 I shudder to think what future we are actually hoping for if we continue to encourage uh, some of these uh, tribal conflicts, etc. But funny enough, years later, my very same grandfather became one of the very eminent of three chiefs that the then President Kufo actually mm -hmm. engaged to resolve the matter in Dagbon. Yes. One which had even huger consequences for the people of Dagbon in the north in particular than even these other ones. So yes, but all of them came largely on the same uh, uh, levels and uh, the whole Yana was beheaded. Deeply unfortunate and shocking. And, and so we, we ought to find ways that young people must start to preach peace more than anything. And because we also intermarry and we have learned to cohabitate with one another, there's a lot of interaction. And so when these things happen, the consequences can be far reaching, the ramifications enormous. And for the young child who has to experience and live through this, you ought to be a better citizen. I think it also shapes some of my views about my interactions with people and how I relate generally on matters that border on tribe, on religion, etc. And I am one of those who never gets into those sorts of debates, no matter what provocation, no matter what commentary is being run. And another, another one, no, you know, he started, he had all, he has all these pages. I've been thinking about it. One of these days, maybe I think I'll take up that responsibility. And I, I you think know, it will be no, it's a just great you know. way to. Yes. Nana is actually a publisher. 
So I know his but interest. <laughs> you you will be surprised that Nana is actually one of my very good friends. And he's ah, you also. know, he's my big yes, brother. I love absolutely. him dearly. And oh I, I, I'm always promoting his business to everybody. And I love the fact that he does what he does. It's a beautiful wow. platform. Yes. I'm looking forward to more people writing and actually having Nana advertise. Yes. And I think that it is a fantastic platform because, you know, I'm a sucker for books. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I always marry to find all these ones. And my friend is Victor Bampo, mm, who probably is well, exactly like you. Yes. So as soon as Nana started, he was one of the first to tell me, oh, but you know about this link? I thought I've seen it, but I didn't even think about it. So yes, we are already at home. And, wow. Uh, and I think doing some very interesting things. Absolutely. And of course, oh no, also Elsie, I, I hang, I, I mean, I, I bow. <laughs> she has a title for you. I think she put a title right there. Tragedy, uh, tolerance born I, out of tragedy. And I think So yeah, I mean, wow. you know, to my younger self, mm. it would be a huge injustice to all of us if we don't preach peace. Because these things that happen to us at very young ages will affect us greatly. And uh, I think that it helps shape who we are. And uh, like I said earlier, we must learn not to bear grudges, forgive very quickly. And the Bible itself tells us that. And uh, move on very quickly from some of these things. And I'm sorry, F.O. Ben, which F.O. Ben is this? <laughs> Where is he hiding? Is that Afro Ben Dotemalo? Where is he? I won't be surprised. I just oh have this funny thing that he has to be. We He'll have be hiding here with so much on the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go on. We're so riveted by your stories. I can't, I can't. Please continue. I'm but sorry. It has actually been like an extremely therapeutic moment for me as well. I think it's, uh, it's interesting. I don't said moments I've actually felt a bit you know, very, very uh, emotional. I mean, it brings back beautiful memories of my dad, a man who actually left a very huge impact on my life. And uh, it's very difficult to replace fathers like our father, a man who made time, who was dedicated to his children in so many ways. And I think that he lived his whole life vicariously for us and through us. And I think that when I meet people who tell me that sometimes you remind me of your dad, I think that is a great compliment and I don't take that lightly. And I hope that wherever he is, that we continue to make him just as proud as he made us when he lived. And I also believe that to a young mind, having a strong family, it doesn't necessarily have to be a biological family. You're lucky if it's a biological family. In some cases, it may not even be if it affords you that sanctity called family, then it serves a certain purpose. And it is something you must take very, very seriously. So sometimes we even underestimate, we downplay the role of our families in shaping who we are yes. and the adults that we are to be. And certainly when you stand up firmly on grounds of discipline, mm -hmm. 
One other thing you ought to remember is to preach peace also. But nothing beats that. Peace between neighbors is actually a biblical, uh, you know, admonishment. Mm -hmm. wow. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. Yes. Because if you love your neighbor as yourself, irrespective, I don't think that you would want to pick up anything, you know, you know that kind of thing. Yes. And, um, and, and, and then, Elsie, you know, I always knew about that. So you know when you, at some point when your dad was in well, if you remember, you and I had a conversation when you came mm -hmm. to see him. This was like years ago. And I remember my dad spoke very highly of your dad as well. And like I said, you see, it didn't even affect us then. We didn't even know at the time, you know. But certainly, I remember years later that I recall that uh, uh, there's another, or that Nipa is another person whose dad also worked very close with my father at some point. So there were all those uh, relationships. And uh, I mean, I don't know where Lida Liman is or Sibi Liman and all of these kids that we grew up with. I mean, they became kids of the first family. Can you imagine that? And, you know, you could sit in a car and go to school with them and come back and all of that. And then years later, I'm lucky enough to have another individual who becomes the president of Ghana and yes. to work very closely with that individual. I think it is actually a mark of a certain uh, unique history one that I don't take lightly, one that I greatly appreciate, but one that I believe I owe largely to my background in particular. Mm. And you know, wow. I, 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 I think also that it is not just about academic laurels. And I believe that Whatever academic laws we achieve, we work very hard to achieve them. <clears throat> what we also have to have is to have a certain social skill bred into this. Because think about it. Have all the PhDs in the world and be an obnoxious person, have bad character, lack discipline, mm. not have a good structure. Yes. Probably don't believe in anything. Life will really be just that, nothing. You, you understand? There's a certain, a certain proclivity we all have for the normal things that people want to see and hear. But one of the key pivots that I think I do outside of whatever academic laurels that I probably think I've achieved, and I think that Many people have achieved it. Like I said, everybody has a master's degree now. Maybe yes. more than one. Recently, I had a friend of mine telling me that, oh, you, you, you should go and get a, get a PhD. And I said, yes, I'd actually started to put together the research proposal when I was announced as a, a deputy minister. Wow. And a man who had become very, you know, almost, I would describe him as maybe a coach or my mentor. I didn't know how to describe him. Advised that it was a fantastic opportunity. So take it. At the time, I didn't even think that coming into politics would present this huge platform that I occupy and sometimes even forget to make any apologies for. And you know, funny enough, I was relatively very new to participatory politics. Maybe in terms of debates, in terms of conversation, certainly in terms of orientation, 
But I think that what coming into this space actually did was it literally lifted all of these qualities that you have as a person and probably put them on a very public platform. I remember at my vetting, a very distinguished individual whom I'd never met, immediately after that, over an hour and a half of a conversation on the floor of parliament, something I've never done in my life, called me and said, wow, I listened to you and I had to pack and listen the whole time. Until then, I hadn't even thought about the fact that I had this gift for this sort of thing. But yes, having worked with the Maritime Organization, I'd made great presentations to the Committee Maritime International, which is a huge distinguished club of yes. some of the greatest mind you'll find anywhere in the world. And I remember after that presentation, everybody stood up and my boss said to me after, you know, Joyce, I felt like I was your father. I think that summed it up. But I still never imbibed these things. I didn't think that they, you know, made, made, made any difference, really. I probably didn't attach that much, in, in, you know, to them. I remember the former uh, Chief Justice, for example, every time we had a program and I went out there, she would ask me, why don't you come to the bench? Even then, I didn't quite understand it. I didn't know what wow. she saw in at the time and why she always felt the need to speak to me. And so years later, when I became a deputy minister, she would see me and she would whisper to me, you know, Joyce, I'm so disappointed that you didn't come to the bench. And I was always so looking forward. But I think that in most of the individuals that I've interacted with, my former headmistresses in particular have never forgotten about me. And there was always one beautiful word or the other to share with me at some point. And recently I was so touched when the publishers of Mr. Champon's book actually reached out to me as one of the persons to be invited. I, I, I thought, wow. But then I remember that Mr. Champon was one of those people who had come to work in Tamale in Nyakwala with both my parents. And my mom told me something about her from all those years ago. Oh, Nana, that woman walks beautifully. And I think you ought to be like her. And for all of us, for the schools we went to, these are the things that determined the choice of school. Either our parents had interacted with somebody who was heading a certain school now, or they had been educated with somebody. Like, for example, me being called Joyce, for example. My dad had two names to play around with. But Madame Joyce, I... Whoa! At some point, yes. And he loved everything about that woman. And if you remember Madame Joyce from her days, yes. she oh, was I this fantastic woman. Too tall, absolutely loved everything about her. And so the name Joyce was the choice. Oh Many years God. later, when I met her, funny enough, she had fond memories of my dad. Oh, and then I said to her, guess what? She's the name Joyce was actually because of you and something you said to him when he met you one morning on Legon campus. So, so even to your younger self, when your parents recall and relate to you stories about the choice of even the name that they choose to give you, because Adishetu is actually a traditional name where I was named after my father's uh, grandmother. And of course, everybody calls me Nana because that's what they call the old lady when she was alive. And so in our culture, you don't call kids when they give them a big person's name, you don't refer to it. So our own father named after another great grandfather was Ewuntoma, meaning the namesake of a chief. 
So Gonjes don't necessarily refer to you by the said name, but they will refer to you by a name that actually shows some respect to the person after whom you were named. So certainly, you know, and I, I think that as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a young child, my very, very lasting memories are of having very strong individuals whose examples I'll replicate any day. I mean, the strongest pillar apart from my father was probably my mother, my 84-year-old mother, who stood for all the things that every young woman would aspire to. Long before we all loved share butter, I always had them in my bag that I tried to sell to colleagues of mine. And I remember those days. The refrain was, oh, JB is good, but you know, when you put it on, you can't smell your perfume. You know, it's so heavy. I mean, sometimes, you know, it sticks onto your skin. I mean, yes, they see me now and they say, oh, Joyce, you still have such lovely skin. And, I said, yes, it's the same. <laughs> and most of my friends who were at school with me knew that my body cream was made at my mom's kitchen table. And my bath soap, pretty much same. Because she always made these things and made them at home. My mom baked at some point. She made all these other products from share butter. She was actually weighing share nuts for cocoa butter at some point for many years. She also had very interesting uh, uh, takes on some of these things. She had a mango farm until some bushfires actually destroyed the whole farm. And I think from the earliest of this, I believe my mom could very easily have become like in Kulenu Industries if she had better advice. But I think that she just didn't have advice and she was all over the place. And I mean, like she says to me, having six kids was also likewise a challenge and keeping down a job as well. So many years after her, we are literally living the life that she imagined. You know, so it is, it is, if, if, if you find yourself bred by a woman such as our mother, yes. you'll find that for whatever the reasons are, you'll always be a very different kind of female, mm. irrespective. I think my one of my biggest flaws also is my extreme generosity. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know I knew how to tell stories, you know. I'm really telling a story today, very interesting. I am enormously yes. proud of you, Tanatu, and uh, I'm uh, delighted that you're all here. So you see, it tells you about my my very varied and cosmopolitan education as well. I have. So you have them. Eyes. By the way, guys, please forgive me you know? when you encounter is again a phenomenal speaker like this. It's too good. I, you know, I'm, I remember when I went to Singapore years ago. I walked into a room, and then there was Sylvia, and all I heard was Sister Joyce. I thought, oh no. The rest, as they say, is history. She received me and my whole entourage into her lovely home. And wow. her and her husband hosted us the whole week. I mean, Singapore is one of the most expensive places, you know. And she took us in and we wanted for nothing. She probably even served us Ghanaian food the whole time we were there. And uh, I don't know if Sylvia is on the, 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 the thread today, but of course, Elsie and everybody else, I'm sure they all remember and I think that they know that she's actually a really fantastic uh, lady and her husband is a great man too and they were so, so warm and so nice. But it is also testament to the sort of senior that I was. And most of these younger sisters of mine are still very good friends of mine. And in a few days ago, I had lunch with Nayele 
was one of my little girls. And of course, in my mind, cool. These were really tiny girls, you know. And I used to think I used to tower about them. But it is very, very beautiful that having come all this way, we can still relate as sister Cinder to have them maybe recommend me to an amazing platform such as yours is actually also a sign of how the sisterhood has thrived yeah. all these years apart and uh, living in different countries on different parts of the planet. Mm. I think it is actually beautiful. But yes, my mother is 84 now. God I think she stood for all the things that we all want our daughters to stand for. Mm. And I think it is actually to her credit that she raised us in the way that she did. She was not perfect. She may even have approached some of her upbringing things wrongly. Like, for example, my mom used to beat us like crazy. <laughs> I love it. Welcome oh, to our crazy. world. <laughs> oh, yes. And me in particular. Because oh, this mouth God. of mine would argue about everything. And so sometimes when people say, oh, you know, you're like, I don't know. you should ask my mother. Oh. You know, you talk to me and I act like I haven't heard. I was even too shy even to open my mouth or too tired or just too bored. Or probably just engrossed in the book and she'd call me and I'd just ignore her. And I'd hear her like scream 10 times. She still screams a lot even now at 84, you know. But you tell me now that, you know, my own mother didn't live for long. My mom died before I was six. And that's my grandmother. We didn't even grow up to meet her. So all I knew how to do was how my grandmother raised me. And my grandmother was a very stern woman. So she learned how to do all the smacking and spanking from her, her own grandmother. But now she looks back on it and thinks, okay, maybe I could have done it different. Because we do. My son is 15, and I think I've only hit him once. And even that day, we all cried together because he didn't do his homework. And he hadn't done it for like days on end, and he wasn't telling anybody. I knew that I had to do something because, you know, he was an only child. And somehow, you know how it is, you know. But that was the one and only time. I was terrible at it. I think he saw through it. And after that, even when I threatened him with any of those things, he just totally ignored me. So certainly. A, 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 a thing or two to take away from her own uh, upbringing and how in many ways she actually used the same thing on her own children. But now she would even have this when she would apologize for it. Oh like for example, God. I'd never eat at a dining table. Religiously, I just don't. Because we all had to always sit at the table to eat. Mm. We had the same plates, the same cups for each one. I mean, maybe having six kids, she had to find a way to keep us all organized. Yes. But seriously, we eat at the kitchen table, and I love that. And uh, my son is at liberty to eat wherever he wants to. And I don't even ask. The only thing I care about still, like mommy used to do, is him putting his feet in my seats. That one I'll say something about. Uh -huh. Otherwise, he does wow. everything that he feels. Absolutely, Sylvia Aquabra. Excellent. Sylvia was awesome in Singapore years ago. Just such a fantastic place. So yes, certainly. So you know, it is, it is, it is, it is also that we need also to admire the generosity, even the audacity of our parents, because my parents actually were second generation or third generation Northern kids. My father never had any parents who were educated. Yes. He wasn't so privileged. My father never lived in a house that had lights or running water. He didn't even know such things existed. My father walked miles to get to Tamale Secondary School yes. and he didn't even have a uniform. And my father only went to school because a Catholic priest thought he was very bright because each time he met him, he would say something really smart. 
And so my grandfather had many wives and my father's mother was not one of the most loved because she was older. And you know that in those days, it is the children you didn't love who were sent to school. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That yes. is crazy. Absolutely. So if you wanted to send the kid's mother away, for example, you send her kids off to a faraway school. So once her kids are no longer in the house, what is she sitting at home and doing? Excellent. It made sense. So we, we, we wanted for nothing because daddy always felt that he owed us that. Mm. The opportunity and the life that he himself never even experienced. He could only have imagined. And he actually realized that it was only when he acquired that level of education that he saw that liberation that he always imagined. And he always told us a very interesting story about a teacher from the Upper East region, who was one of the few teachers in Salaga at the time, who had a vehicle. I think one of the very few private vehicles in that whole village. So one time the vehicle had broken down and as he was walking past, the guy was struggling to fix whatever it was. So he stood beside him and tried to help him. An uncle of his, right, walking past, actually looked at him and said, ah, what are you doing here? You are a prince. You ought not to go helping a teacher like that fix his vehicle. Please move. Start going home. Yeah. Wow. Yes. This... So we actually, we, we lacked nothing the whole time we were at school. I think my dad overburdened the subject even. I think he just went overboard. And I think that spoiled as we are, I don't know how we even survived without him because all you had to do was ask. Yes. Like the Bible said, seek and you shall find. I think my only regret is that he didn't live long enough after I finished law school so we would at least be able to celebrate him even more. That is a great thing that we get platforms where we are able to speak about the goodness of this great father of ours deep thinker, a man who lived way before his time, had a very futuristic outlook on life, brilliant par excellence. His handwriting was the envy of everybody else. And I saw his wow. language. I don't think I do him enough credit. My father spoke impeccable English and French, interchangeably, yes. And loved everything about being a gentleman. And when I see people going to sew in Nigeria and all these, I laugh. Because even when we were kids, he used to sew his stuff in China. I don't know how that was. Oh, my God. And he had loads of them. Oh, yes, and he was a fantastic dresser. And everybody who knew him would, would speak to that fact. Good-looking man, very well-dressed, played a lot of tennis. And note, he was one of those who almost lost his leg because he had a sore that they couldn't even treat at the time. They wow. didn't have all the antibiotics that we have now. Yes, so my father for many years lived with this very huge scar because he developed this gangrene. Mm. So eventually there was a doctor who had arrived to treat snake bites and he realized that he could scoop out that whole infection and then leave it and hope that it would heal. Fortunately, he healed and so the leg was preserved, but he lived all his life with that very huge scar of his and uh, it was something that he would speak of with enormous emotion at some point. So we are blessed beyond our wildest imagination. Wow. And we are thankful even to the good Lord 
that we survived all of that, that we're even born to parents such as this, mm. at the time when we were born. And I believe that for us, even saying the sky is a limit, maybe it's beyond our most fascinating of imaginations. And uh, that I even get to serve in politics and not be as trounced as most others and uh, still be a great inspiration to many people. It's within itself a testimony to the younger self that I was. I think in many ways those steps have been very fulfilling. Sometimes very calming, very humbling. We all have our imperfections, but I think that in many ways you allow the, the wider good to make up for the feelings that we cannot help as uh, human beings. And uh, you are bound to step on some tools, take some decisions that may be right or wrong, may not necessarily meet people's expectations. But I think you ought never to give up. The, the idea is to believe that somehow God has a certain plan for each and every one of us. But you also need to fulfill some tenets mm. so that once you do that, you are able to rise into this space that God imagined for you. And uh, I think that that village, that tribe, that whole bevy of good people, like our parents, Oh no, did we lose, did we lose Honorable Joyce? No, 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 stop. <laughs> there we go, we got it back. <laughs> it, 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 it is just one of those things. And you know, I think also that faith is also a sign of things to come. And uh, even as young people, we have all these dreams. And I remember the perfect or ideal dream about any young girl will be to marry immediately out of university. Oh, exactly. God. Mm -hmm. Have that perfect man and have the perfect children, a boy and a girl, or two girls or two boys. These are the dreams that we, 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 we grew up having. In my case, I got married at almost 32. Wow. I didn't have my son until I was nearly 36. Wow. Yes. And I think I struggled even to have that first pregnancy. And uh, funny enough, when I finally got pregnant after about three, four years of trying, it was a perfect pregnancy. No issues, nothing. Immediately after that, though, I got pregnant again and then developed all these complications. And after that, that was it. But I'd always had one wish to at least have one more. And funny of all things that God can do for a human being. I've been everywhere in search of just a second child, thinking that is all that my happiness would depend on. The only good thing was I never put my life on hold for that. Mm. I allowed it to run, as lawyers would say, in pari pursuit, in tandem with <laughs> oh, God. trying very hard <laughs> to, 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 to try and build a the career. Yes, at some points I got distracted and uh, lose concentration. I had this strong faith that God could possibly not do that to me. Not, not, not me of all people. 
these are dreams that I had as a young girl. That white wedding in that beautiful church, in that long white dress. So I didn't get all of that. I ended up signing off at the registry. But at least he should give me these two beautiful babies. That precious son that I had. I had to have a sibling. So for all of the 14 years, I'm sure I could have built many castles from all the investments I made in that endeavor. But you see, under two years ago, God gave me an amazing gift. And he didn't give me one. He gave me one, he gave me two, he gave me three. A set of triplets, a boy and two girls. They are my pride my joy, and my everything now. And I couldn't have asked for a more profound blessing. So my dreams came to pass. Yes. Oh they surpassed even my expectations. Yes. And you know, it's funny that everybody who ever worked closely with me now would say, oh, I love coming to your house now, Auntie Joyce. There's noise in your house. It's a lie. And my son, you say, oh, mommy, you'll be in this house all by yourself. You know, I'm going off to boarding house. It would just be you in this house. And funny also, one of my most beautiful pastimes is the love I have for my dogs. And I had all these huge dogs all along. I mean, I'd come up. If I didn't hear the dogs in the morning, something was wrong. So if my son wasn't home, and Habi was away on business. It meant that I was in the house all by myself. So the dogs would tell me if there was someone at the gate. If someone came into the house, I would know. A few days ago, I told a friend of mine that you won't believe it. I got rid of the huge dogs. And I left these two Maltese uh, poodles that I have. And then recently, just to commemorate the birth of the kids, I got two even smaller Maltese puppies. So yes, I still have dogs, but they are four tiny little ones. It tells you that the kids have even in many ways replaced some of the things that I used to hold very, very dear. My beautiful dogs that kept everybody out of my house. And most people wouldn't visit me because of those dogs, you know. Wow. But I think that in many ways, my dreams have been fulfilled even beyond my very yes. wildest imagination. Oh, and it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch my son relate to these babies you know and uh yesterday he's i mean he's in england he went for summer school and he's sending me all these videos he took before he left and every day he wants to call me and uh speak to them and uh, find out how they're doing you know and uh yes it's just it speaks largely to the glory of god all i wanted was one and he gave you three wow and if i tell you the journeys i have made in that search and it reminds me of that african proverb that until the lion has come and told you its stories or about its exploits yes you would always think that the hunter yes was all of that today. Today. yes my so goodness i think that god's grace has been very yes incredible. my very young journey i also believe that in many ways I've been humbled by the great things that have happened to me, especially. I have also drawn enormous inspiration 
from the many friends and family that I have, those from school, those I have acquired, and even those I'm yet to meet. Yes. I'm and one I of the first ones that you just met. <laughs> and thank you, Elsie. It was one of those really very, very insightful introductions. And uh, I think there is enormous hope out there yes. to fulfill every aspiration of ours if only we can hold on through faith, through hard work, through commitment, but above all, have a great fallback position, and that is to do with your family. I think that I've been blessed beyond my wildest imaginations. It is actually to the glory of God that we've lived long enough to share the story. Yes. Wow. You can also sometimes receive blessings in ways you didn't even expect. Amen. And so we ought not. The things that God denies us, he doesn't deny us because he doesn't want to give to you. He just has maybe a bigger blessing waiting for you. Maybe years ago, I would have had those two perfect kids and that perfect home and that perfect husband. But God in his own time makes all things beautiful. And these days I have a certain glow. Yes. Certain excitement. I see it everywhere. But my steps, my steps are even different. <laughs> and I think it's just the joy of opening my doors mm. and seeing those adorable kids just scream, Mama, mommy. And they can scream sometimes for hours. A few nights ago, in trying to lift all three of them, we fell flat to the floor. <laughs> we really mm -hmm. fell. I hadn't fallen like that in ages. Then I realized, okay, they're now too heavy, and I can't lift all three of them at the same time. So the new thing is that once I walk into the house, I'll sit on the floor, and then we can they all sit and relate. Where, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're wearing to work and all of that, you know. And even that night, I think I'd actually kicked off my high heels. So I don't know how we fell, but we did. We really fell, all three of us. You know, oh and, my uh, God. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, sometimes I I'm sure if people see me outside, they probably wonder, you know, but I can be very handsome. I mean, last night, for example, my son had a funny cold. I had him in my bed all night. And this morning I stayed with him for about two, three hours, just bonding because, you know, there's three of them. They're always crying for attention. So you have to find a way to do this individual thing where you just spend yeah. time with one or the other, etc. And I think that wow. with all the dreams that I had as a young child, none of those beats this beautiful gift that God bestowed wow. upon our family. Wow. Even our pediatrician put it beautifully. I still can't believe the kids went through and they got through. She was always wow. very worried about one of them in particular, yes. And she was always convinced that their development might not always be the same. But it's even more of a blessing that all three kids literally mirror one another. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I'm and, trying. Uh, I'm happy. Yako, Yako is here. And I'm sure she understands this journey yes. of mine maybe better than I even imagined. And uh, it, it's such an amazing blessings, a gift from God. 
Mm. And this awesome 15-year-old, fantastic kid. I mean, he got like seven awards this past academic year. I mean, can you imagine wow. that? I used to imagine how, if you, I could remember, those are mostly girls, and some of those girls who used to get like six, seven awards. Oh, boy, can we just go once and come back and sit? These ones will go on, then they'll call again, then they'll call again. And I said, ah, how does that feel? Until I saw my son go through it. Oh, that's Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I think that wow. it is uh, absolutely in that. I have everybody to thank for this beautiful, beautiful opportunity. And I remember Today. in the very first few weeks, I confided in just a few people and then maybe because mm -hmm. we are having a conversation that is set to inspire many young people beyond maybe even this platform yes. of yours. Mm -hmm. You know, I spoke to my friend, uh, MFA had castle. Yes. And you know, MFA is one of those that you always think that, oh, if I say this, way, I'm sure the next minute she will call this person. But funny enough, she kept it to herself the whole time. Wow. Same with my sister, Marietta. They were the only immediate people outside of my immediate family. And I always wanted how my mom would receive the news. But funny enough, she had been watching this show on, I don't know if it was TLC or whatever. <laughs> so when I even said it to her, she was totally unfazed. And another gift that God has given us, I tell people, and I say this without any fear of contradiction, that if these kids hadn't come, my mom probably would have kissed us goodbye eons ago. Wow. She literally lives for the kids. Yes. I mean, she's almost immobile now and hardly moves. But those kids are like her feet. They're like her hands, everything. And you should watch her with these kids on any given day. And uh, you'll marvel at the goodness of God and what family really can do for us. And I think that we will find blessings in many, many ways and in many forms. And uh, sometimes just because you haven't understood somebody's journey, doesn't mean that they haven't had a difficult journey. They, they, we, 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 we live in a very you know, dynamic world and sometimes you rather keep some conversations very private and uh, some things you are going through even more private. Yes. But there are always those individuals that you can still count on and uh, they do make a difference in our lives. And I think that beyond that great family, you ought to have some great friends as well. And uh, it is always something that comes in handy. But God certainly has a hand in the affairs of me. And I think in my life in particular, I would never have imagined. There were times when I asked myself, should I really have come into politics? I actually missed my old life. <laughs> I probably made more money. I traveled the world as I pleased. And Yako knows. They'd buy me probably um, an economy class ticket and I'll tell my boss, I ain't traveling economy, you know. I'm going <laughs> to do an upgrade. <laughs> and you ask, ah, you're going to spend all your per diem. I always say, oh, don't worry, I must travel in comfort. <laughs> you know, so, so I, I, I missed it for a very long time. Wow. But I think after our government in particular, President Mahama's administration left office in uh, 2016, yeah. I think my life in politics started to take a very different uh, a totally different turn mm -hmm. in 2017. You know, even though I'd served as a campaign spokesperson in 2016, I was so new that most people probably didn't even remember. You know, and I remember even some people even saying that maybe the reason we lost was because I was quite inexperienced and all of that. But I think that I'd built something into my character. Yes. And I'd taken 
a cue and taking some very important lessons even from that experience. So yes, we probably didn't win, but I think we won also in many ways because I gained a certain enormous, I mean, the whole time I went off, I don't think I ever made the front page of any newspaper. No, I don't recall. But in the time when, since we've been in the position, I think I've literally, I've come of age. And, uh, Wow. I, 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 I like the the, the, the the space that I probably occupy. And I think that unlike anything else in this world, politics also does afford you a very positive platform. We dwell very much on the negatives. And sometimes we forget even to highlight the things that are positive about, uh, about politics. It is how you learn to be nuanced. It is how you learn to be structured it is how you learn how to be attached more cautious and considerate it is how you also try to be sure that you utilize this great platform an advert that you don't even pay for for very positive reasons and uh, you know i started this uh, small interesting foundation and instead of going and teaching people or teaching people how to make soap or produce anything it is actually like a support system and gives me also some therapy. You know, so I'd fly out of Accra to Tamale, spend the day with these amazing women, different, varied backgrounds. You know, we'll just sit and talk about whatever takes their fancy. Wow. You know, and it's been a great experience. And tomorrow morning, in fact, one of them, heavily pregnant, has had issues in her marriage. and. Uh, has had to leave the marriage. I thought I could try and convince her to stay, but she's a midwife and knows what she's about. And she was adamant that she didn't want to stay in the marriage anymore. And so she decided to leave. But apparently she helped construct the house and has had to leave that house and leave whatever investment she made in the house. I tried to get a younger lawyer to support it, but sometimes, you know, the fees and the money, things, absolutely. And you know that it is not even fair to go to a woman already so traumatized by such an experience and then start to discuss these modalities with her. So I told myself, okay, don't worry. If it's the ADR, what time is it? She said it's 10 a.m. I told her I'll be there tomorrow morning. And I am hoping that maybe my presence will help boy. bring closure to the matter. Yeah, so I, it, it's a fulfilling life. So maybe you may not be billing for all the huge shipping uh, deals that are coming and all the huge... Uh, you know, maritime cases that you can possibly think of, but there are also aspects of the law that are even more fulfilling. And I have had a varied experience wow. in private practice, public service, in politics, as a private citizen. And I wow. think <laughs> it's been, you know, as, 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 as those of us in maritime will say, I think that the, I, I ask the good Lord to allow the seas to remain calm, yes. allow the waters to fall around me in all the right places. All the pleasant places. And above all, may my adventure continue for a long time to come. May this excitement never stop. And may the waters continue to fold me up as the good Lord himself imagined. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and there she flows, MFR. And, 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 and immediately MFR. <laughs> yes, and I knew she would eventually because I know that many of those. And of course, there's my, my there's my Clara showing up. Emma is a banker, so I'm sure she's holed up 
behind my desk, absolutely. You know? And I know my brother Sheriff is definitely watching me. I know you have a thing or two to say for me when I leave here. You know? Oh my God. It's, it's, it's been, it's, oh yes. I mean, you, you, you can't take that away, wow. you know, and you know, politics can be very treacherous. Mm. It can create situations and impressions that probably are so unreal that sometimes you probably even don't know what to imagine. But I think that in many ways, I found a way to literally balance it in a way that my uncle literally stays in the same place. And I've stayed very grounded and real. Uh-oh. Well, like Uncle Hidana said, today has just been one of those. Um, as you can see, Joyce came to just tell stories. She really did. She really did. Wow. We're going to try to unhook my producer. <laughs> you know, he did put it up there, but this is definitely a record. We have never gone close to two hours before. So it's an hour, 52 minutes in. And so what we're going to do today, we're not going to, you know, do all the regular wrap ups we do, you know, definitely big shout out to everyone that was watching. Um, big brother Nana Redamoa, thank you so much of Book Nuke. We're always shouting you out. Um, let's see, uh, our newest addition to the family's Kunda kids. We're going to talk about them uh, very, very soon. Uh, of course, let's see, Humanity Chats, you all know about it on Thursdays. You all know about Kua Designs. They were up in New York uh, very recently, actually on Saturday, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, music for your quality feed. Uncle Echo is here, right, right? And uh, I think to my younger self is going to represent one of these days. So, yes, yes, we're going to have fun. Clatural, M. Sims, Ryle by Design, Avonzige, Bridal Wear, Keys and Credo by Nana, uh, Sapon Horseman Shoes. Uh, you know, there are so many African greats out there and we want you to go out there and patronize all of them. Uh, go out there and buy from them. Go out there and buy books off of Book Nuke instead of Amazon. We keep saying that because we want the next big Jeff Bezos to come from Ghana. Okay. And that's our big brother, Nana Redama, right there, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, Auntie Joyce, oh my goodness. And I did promise I wasn't going to put Auntie in front of your name, so I'm going to backtrack and say, <laughs> JBM, my goodness, thank you, thank you. I personally, and I, I'm not listened to my younger self, we're just a storytelling platform. This has nothing to do with politics. But can I just say this here, if this woman decided she was going to run for any presidential anything, I will drop everything and head back home in a heartbeat. Okay? I'm oh, just Zoe, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you're you're still <laughs> referencing all the dreams that you're having. But yes. There's nothing wrong I'm with having dreams, okay. I, I, I have enormous dreams for you as well and all the sisters out there. I think that we're living largely yes. for everyone's dreams yes. and uh we ought to continue to hope for one another more than anything else. Yes. And I am eternally, wow. eternally wow. grateful that wow. uh, you hosted me. And Elsie, thank you so, so much. And yes, you know, our fathers were very similar in so many ways. And uh, I have actually never forgotten that. And I think that it is actually the reason why we are exactly who we are. And uh, I am always a very, you know, one of those individuals who found this experience very, very humbling. And I think that in many ways, with the voice that my parents didn't have, 
I probably have the voice and I even have a microphone. Yes. And I intend to continue to use it for as long as Yes, time. and now you have CFYS, right? Yeah. And I, I believe uh, Elsie uh, in her producer hat just kind of, because every once in a while we get a very great inspirational yes. speaker and we put them yeah. in uh, this thing that we're trying to build, which is a storytelling masterclass. Yeah. So now yeah. we have Uncle Ben Duchemalo, of course, we have Uncle Fritz Bafour in there. Yeah. And now yeah. you're also one of them. Of course, uh, I think I believe yeah. there is... Um, uh, Nana Rendamore, Big Brother, and Uncle yes. Show are uh, in the same Thank bucket. You. So this is Thank going to you. be great when we do pull yes. it off. <laughs> it has Thank been awesome, Thank awesome. Thank you. Two Thank hours you. Oh, Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. And of course, MFR, please don't forget. I mean, that's the bags. I'm still waiting. You know, so <laughs> do yourself a favor. Yes, do I receive yourself. it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Oh, thank you so much, Zoe. Yes. Thank you wow. to Abba. And of course, thank you to Elsie and all of my sisters and brothers who made an effort to, you know, join us. I am very, very grateful. I am humbled. I didn't even know that that little Joyce addition to Bauer would actually one day have a story to share that would actually inspire anybody, let alone even be riveting enough to have someone listen to me. So... I am eternally grateful and I thank the good Lord that he will continue to keep my paths very, very safe and uh, grounded, that I'll stay true to myself and to my convictions, more or less. Amen. So I thank you in that I'll continue to dream about what my younger self would have wished and hoped for. And even as I've grown older, it will still be one of my main guiding principles that my younger self has been kind and fair to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. See, this is how you close a storytelling session, guys. <laughs> Can we all take a cue? But uh, it has been such an honor, such an, a very rare pleasure. Thank you so much for saying yes. Showing up, let me tell you, this is why I showed up on time. When I say on time, I mean way on time. <laughs> The studio was I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm John Bauer's daughter. Yes. <laughs> I'm always a very disciplined person. Yes. Very, very disciplined. And I was here actually an hour before. Oh, my time. God. Yes. We hadn't even, the, the lights weren't even up yet. The studio was. <laughs> so, you know I what? Yes. And so we are so thankful to you. We look forward to having you again, especially with our masterclass that we're definitely working on. God bless you so much. My younger self says thank you. Um, again, can I just say thank you to our producers, Elsie, uh, uh, Uncle Yidana, who I call my brother and my uncle. There's a funny story there. So my bro, Uncle Yidana, and of course, Sedina, thank you for always being on the ball. Our communication lead, Sumaya, thank you so much for always being on the ball. This girl is on point. You guys are incredible. Our monthly donors, Rose Machai Oropa, thank you so much. Uh, Esther uh, Bole or Dumpton, thank you so much. Jane Fioricho, thank you so much. Every month on the money, you guys are just giving us, this is how we get to wear t-shirts, pay for the internet, pay for some lights that you're broken. You, we are here to tell stories and you put money in and you show up and you support. We are so grateful. 
My name is Zoe Baraka. We will see you next week when we have La Missy of La Missy Music. It looks like August is going to be a Northern girl type of thing that's about to happen. I don't know how that happened, but it did. So, hey. <laughs> so, La Missy. Enjoy it. Make the best out of it. Yes. <laughs> you can use some more voices. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, she will be here. And I see a lot of people are still joining on. Oh, my God. I <laughs> I know, right? Yes, I know, crazy. I know. But two I hours have in. A, I have quite a drive, I told you. Yes, it's crazy. Here you want to. Oh, yes. my God. That's true. <laughs> There's so many new people. But, guys, keep it, just keep it moving. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say is, is listen, if you take anything out of what JBM has said, today it is this that nothing starts in a vacuum keep pushing keep asking and it will work because that is what her life has been about she has kept pushing she has kept asking and look at it now okay and so guys with so much love from jbm and myself in the studio we would like to say goodbye we love you and we will see you next week bye-bye <laughs> Mokos cool, my bad.